0: How we going, mates? Welcome back to The Top Step. My name is Ryan Roland smith about to be joined by Grant Balfour. We're going to get into another episode. But before we do, I just want to talk about what an amazing weekend for all my Mariner fans out there. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Packed the house. I was so close to getting into that wild card game. It didn't work out, but, man, what an absolute roller coaster and a blast and a nice little glimpse into what we can expect the next couple of years. Kyle Seager, how emotional that was! I'll tell you right now, you can tell what kind of do, what kind of guy dude is when you see his teammates in tears all over the place. Just speaks absolute volumes. And uh, what his next step is, no one knows. I cannot wait as this off gets going. We're going to talk about how it works with free agency. Grant has been through that on every different level, um, the good good and the bad. So we're going to get into that on future episodes, but we've got a good one for you today. We dive into some of the economics of baseball, how it works when teams rebuild some of the big market teams and the small market teams, and, and some of the things that we feel like is hurting baseball right now, hopefully something they can address when you talk about some of these teams doing the whole rebuild for years and years fans have to sit through 100 losses, et cetera. We're gonna get into all that. We're even gonna play a little travel agent in the Aussie uh, segment of this show, That's Grouse. Whole lot of stories, a couple of shout outs thrown in there. It's gonna be a fun hour, hopefully, on your morning commute or getting through that workout. Wherever you listen to this, make sure you subscribe. I tell you every time, make sure you tell your mates all about it. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, we even have TikTok at the Top Step Podcast. Okay, enough of me. I'm going to bring in Grant. Let's get to it. Enjoy this episode of the Top Step. No matter what happens, Ryan Roland Smith has something to tell his grandkids right here. First appearance of the big leagues. <laughs> all of all famer. Famer. <laughs> Especially if he strikes them out. Here comes the one-two the Jr. now, the breaking ball. He
1: struck him out.
0: Yeah, that will be a story for the rest of his life. <laughs> as he strikes out Ken Griffey Jr. And the inning is over. But what an inning it was. As six. Victor Martinez and Grant Balfour join and benches are cleared. My goodness. This this is Grant Balfour being Grant Balfour. Yeah. He he is, as you mentioned, Jim, he's amped up and
1: he talks a lot. It's not personalized, but he talks a lot. In fact, he has the demeanor of a guy that wants to fight you. You'll never say that I'm not killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. Killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. All right, welcome
0: them, back kill, kill, to the Top Step, episode five. Grant, how are we doing, mate?
1: Oh, mate, I'm doing fantastic. How big, are
0: you? Doing great, mate. Hey, big week coming up. The playoffs are kicking off. Best time of year. You, you, are you going to be glued to the TV or what?
1: Mate, I'll be glued to the TV like Gorilla Grip, mate.
0: <laughs> who, who, who are we barracking for, mate? Who, who, who are we supporting?
1: You know, I'm, I'm sitting here in uh, in Tampa, so I'll be I'll be for the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, I'd say for sure, mate.
0: No hard feelings. You keep up with everyone uh, with that organization, right? I mean, since you got done playing, obviously you live there now, but you, you keep up with you know whether it be front office people, media people, they reach out to you.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've got, um, you know, every once in a while I'll be down there, do a few things here and there. Uh, they've had me go throw the first pitch a couple of times. They had a nice uh, thing for me when I retired, just a, a special day for me. So that was pretty awesome. So yeah, mate, I uh, enjoy being around the field as much as I can and any opportunities are, are welcome. Hey,
0: the, uh, the first pitch, that was 2019 in the playoffs. They asked you to throw the first pitch. I know that because you were with us in Arizona right. coaching.
1: Yeah, but the you're next like, gen out yeah, there man. You're,
0: you're there for two days. You're supposed to be there all week. And you're like, hey, man, you, you, And you felt yeah. bad, too. I was like, dude, are you kidding? Go throw the first pitch, man. It's a huge, huge honor.
1: Yeah, no, it was definitely a great honor. I mean, anytime you get an opportunity to do something like that, it's it's special, you know yeah. I mean? I'm not throwing uh, too many pitches off the mound these days, so if I get a chance to jump up there again <laughs> and do that. Took a little bit of a crow hop to get it there, 60 feet, but <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> 60 feet. Oh, hey, all right. So today don't we're get getting right inches. into it. What's that? <laughs> I said, don't forget the six inches. 60 yeah. foot, six inches.
0: That's right. Yeah, that makes a world of difference. We'll dive into that another day. We've got plenty to get to. I want to kick the show yeah. off. This is the new little segment to kick every show off. It's called the word of the day. Now, we're going to throw an Aussie yeah. word for a couple of reasons. Number one, we have Australian listen- listeners who can get a bit of a laugh out of this, obviously, because they probably say it on a regular basis or they hear people saying it on a regular basis. Um, okay. so the word of the day will be an Australian word. And if you're American, listen to this, you, you're gonna get some education. Now the challenge is we're gonna throw a word out there, Grant. Uh, yeah, that you're gonna d- explain, or we can both go back and forth. The challenge is you're gonna throw this word into the conversation later on.
1: Yeah, no worries. And you're right gonna
0: slip it in. Don't don't just don't just say the word and, and you know, whatever. You have to slip mm. it in so it sounds like you're naturally talking about someone or something. Yeah. All right. Got, so, the, yeah. so the word of the day it's drongo. <laughs> what what's <Yeah>. a drongo? <laughs>
1: There's a few people who have probably, uh, I've probably been named this a few times in my, <laughs> in my life. But yeah, no, no, a drongo is just like a complete idiot. Just some yeah. bloke that's just, a, you're a drongo, mate. He's just a low life, just something something along those lines, I suppose. Just just an idiot, I suppose, right? Did you ever use that back when you were living um, in Australia? Once, once t- yeah, I've used it a couple of times. Are you I using suppose. it
0: currently? Are you throwing that word around Florida or what?
1: Nah, nah. They uh, look at me sideways if I if I said that
0: drongo. I don't think. Pretty sure when I was a kid, I used that here and there. I haven't heard that word for so long. I have got a whole list of yeah. Aussie words here that we're going to get to as we keep going on. But yeah. uh, I just saw that, dude. I lost it. I was like, oh, straight away. I'm going to put. I'm going to put this on Grant for sure. Drongo. So basically, yeah. it's stop being a drongo. You you're basically an idiot, right? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So you're, so you're free to use that whenever you want it. Anyone listening to this, it doesn't matter what country. You living in so, Grant. The, the challenge is, we're going to hear this as the episode goes on. We're going to hear the word drongo from yep. you or from from me. It's not going yeah. to be the first person to use it, but you have to sort of kind of slip it in uh, with ease. Yeah. All right, all yeah, right. That, eh? All right. So I want to get to this now. Last week, you were lucky enough to head up to Minnesota Target Field, right? Yeah, there was something yep. going on up there. Talk us through what was what was happening back on your old stomping ground up in Minnesota.
1: Yeah, so uh, it was probably about six months ago now, I uh, opened up my email and there was an invite there to um, Justin Morneau Hall of Fame. He's, uh, he's been put into the Hall of Fame with the Minnesota Twins, one of my old teammates. Yeah, what a, what a great weekend. Got a chance to um, see a lot of other uh, guys that are in the Twins Hall of Fame and other teammates and guys I played with. Dude, you put up that bobblehead doll just saying, I'm just looking up the numbers. In two, that was 2006, right? 2006, he won that. Dude, he went
0: off. He had yeah. 34 yeah. bombs, 130 RBIs, hit 321. Yeah, dude, went off. Look at that MVP. Look at this. Look at these numbers, man. You forget like, and not that I forget who Justin Morneau is, but sometimes yeah. you tend to forget some of these guys. You know, who just There's some had big these-
1: numbers there for the like those. Um- Four or five years straight there, some big numbers. And he's a guy too. Two thousand, he Long came up in two thousand
0: three. Yeah, twenty two years old, two thousand three. Basically went on a ten, or yeah, ten year run. And then he played for the Rockies for two years, yeah. and then finished up with the White Sox. But he's one of these guys, man. And and what I find too with the Twins, we're going to talk. I want to talk to you about you know some of the some of these different teams when it comes to payroll and the way they do business and everything else. We're going to dive into that on this episode, but. You mentioned too. You said Joe Mauer was up there. Another guy who kind of stays out of the uh, out of the limelight, really. Yeah, you don't hear too much about him. What an no, absolute
1: no, he's stud! Do the twins
0: uh. had just this like core of players? Justin Morneau, Joe Mauer, right? It, from you know around the 2003 and was early 2000s, absolute studs, and they weren't going anywhere, right?
1: No, no, they. Um, Michael godiah was in there. He was yeah. there. Uh, Joe Nathan closing out games. I don't know, mate. The list goes on. There was uh, a lot of great relievers like uh, Guerrero and Crane and and Rincón and um, G. C. Romero and uh, you know a lot of guys that were were doing great things for him. Just some some guys I got to play with. It was it was great. Johan Santana there, who uh, is in the Twins Hall of Fame, also and and a guy that won a Cy Young and National League and American League and. I mean, I just remember that guy going out and taking the ball and one year he struck out two hundred and sixty-five guys. You know, it was insane. And he
0: was a the the crazy thing about him too,
1: he was a rule five
0: pick. I mean
1: from Oh, that's right. I know the story behind that. I remember that. You came I believe he came over from the Astros and he was in A ball. It was an A ball rule five. And he went to the big leagues and he stuck. And yeah. uh yeah. What was he, his what was his first year with the Twins? I remember his first year with the Twins. I believe it was Oh, three, oh, four. Mm, somewhere in the early 2000s, there. But I do remember he was just the, he was like the mop up guy uh, that first year. He was kind of like, you know, the long guy out of the pen. Yeah. And he just worked his way into that starting um, five. And yeah, he just, uh, you know, because they had Brad Radke there and Eric Milton those days. Yeah. And then eventually he took over as the ace. And I mean, yeah, he went on to have an amazing career. Dude, so his first year was 2000.
0: He got rule five. <laughs> like, and I get it, man. Like, that happens so sometimes, guys. And just to explain, if you don't know what the rule five is, uh, when you get to a certain, you know, lifespan of playing in the minor leagues, the team has to protect you on the 40-man roster. So you can't just hang out in the minor leagues for 10 years. So it, they, they have 40 spots on that 40-man roster, and they have to choose who who they can, quote-unquote, protect. So for Johan Santana, basically, they the Astros decided, oh, hey, look, it's more important to protect these guys. He is not going to get put on the roster. Therefore, another team can grab him, and say if he's not on the major league roster, they can take him and bring him to to their team. The Twins, obviously, as a Rule Five pick. But here's the here's the catch: he has to be in the big leagues all year. You can't option him back and forth. I know someone
1: else. I know that happened to someone else that I know of. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was made 2005 to the twins the yeah, Mariners yeah, didn't trip right. on the 40-man roster I got rule five to the twins now like, yeah. uh, we can talk about that spring training too I felt like yeah. I felt like we'll I was like uh, yeah I felt like oh here you go buddy have a go I, I did not yeah. feel like I had any chance of making that team or sticking around at all but um yeah. so Johan Santana so his first year was 2000 and 86 innings pitch he actually threw a lot but he was just yeah, a mop-up dude yeah, he was more
1: of a more of a mop. I remember him. I, me, I remember he went like twelve days one time without pitching. I can remember back then. Yeah, yeah he then just then, sit in the bullpen and wouldn't throw, wouldn't throw. just throw ballpens. The following year after that, you can actually once they clear, they have a full year of major league service
0: time. You can then option him back and forth. So two thousand one, two thousand, around two thousand one, he was kind of going back and forth. They could option him then. Yeah, but then you look at some of his numbers here. My God, man! Once O three rolled around, he won the Cy Young in 04, but O three. Yeah. He just figured it out. 18 starts. out of 45 games, 18. So he's back and forth, sort of, you know, probably a long guy on the pen. And then you yeah. look at this 2004.
1: Ridiculous. I was insane. I remember coming in. Um, we made it to the playoffs in 2004. Well, we made it in the early 2000s a lot. But uh, 2004 came in and pitched after him, actually. He went, I think he went five innings in the playoffs against the Yankees. I remember coming in and pitching two innings after him. Tough guy to follow. You know, he's oh, pretty, yeah. pretty well lights out. Filthy change-up. My God. Filthy change-up. You call it the mariposa, which is, in Spanish, the the butterfly. That thing was just floating. Is, is that, that,
0: that That's your Spanish in, in an Australian accent. Yeah, that's, that should be another second. Oh, the segment.
1: mariposa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. I, I, got, I had, when I was in A-ball, this kid, actually still in the big leagues, Rene Rivera is a catcher. I was yeah, in I remember him. Yeah, and all the, all the Latin dudes wanted me to speak. Spanish with an Australian accent. It's hilarious. They're all cracking yeah. up. He gets yeah. on the plane and he got all offended. He thought I was making fun of him.
1: Oh, I wasn't. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was just like you know throwing all these these Spanish uh, words out in an Aussie accent, and it was funny. Uh, and he got it in my face. I was like, yeah, nearly uh, knocked his block off for it. So he rocks up. He goes to Monos um, with all these other players. So you're around all these ex play, ex teammates. What what do they all do, man? Like people ask me this all the time. These guys who make a shitload uh, of money, right? They get done playing. Uh, they can't just sit on the couch all day. What are these guys doing? Like, what's Johan Santana doing with himself these days?
1: A lot of them are just enjoying um, being fathers, mate. They have families, and they're yeah. just enjoying, you know, the father role. You know, some of them are coaching their kids in sports and just running them around, uh, a- running them all over town and whatnot. A few of them are are working in the front office with teams, like Tori Hunter and the Troy Hawkins, Michael Kadiya. There's uh, guys doing TV stuff. Uh, for the twins. So a lot of them stay involved in the game. Uh, There's a lot of them too that are, you know, like I said, just being fathers and, um, you know, swinging a golf set of golf clubs around over the shoulder. (laughs) I mean, if if you listen to
0: this, you're probably like, oh, man, like – yeah, I'd love that. Like, you know, you're yeah. flogging your guts out five days a week, you know, waiting for your Friday night. Yeah. At the same time, I just feel like some of these guys i run into have made a boatload of money. They still have to be productive somehow. You know what yeah, I mean? It exactly. Something. Otherwise, they just kind of, you know, you yeah. imagine. Did you have – I want to ask you this, man. Like, you, bring, you go do stuff like that. You go up to Justin Morneau's, um, you know, Hall of Fame, thing you get around you know some of your ex-teammates you probably brings back a ton of memories do you remember when you got yeah. done playing when you knew it was all said and done what mm-hmm. like how were you emotional about that did you feel like you're going to miss it did you want to keep going on or did you have other things in mind
1: uh yeah definitely emotional it's a hard decision because once you make that decision then that's it you know i mean yeah some guys come out of retirement but you don't really hear too many guys coming out of retirement there's a handful right for me, it was it was time. I knew you know, my kids were going to school, and I was going to get that opportunity just to be a dad and and take them to school and enjoy them. And yeah, you know, it's it it takes a lot too to jump on a plane every few days and traveling all over the place and spring training. And yeah, you know, there's there's more behind the scenes stuff than you know just turning the games on and watching a game as a fan. You know, I think you got to understand it's living out of a suitcase. It's um it's not easy on you sometimes. And uh, you never know where you're going to be some days too. Once the kids yeah. start going to school, you know, you see some people they put the kids in school and then all of a sudden a guy gets traded and they got to move them out of one school and into another. So I yeah. started thinking about things like that and, you know, they can uh, stay here in their local town and go to school and never have that issue.
0: The other thing is too, every summer has gone basically. I mean, you think about it, kids yeah. get off, once they're in school, they get off the summer and then you're heading over to the ballpark at two, three o'clock in the afternoon, yeah. every
1: single day. So, yeah, like there's they, no, they're going to the beach and I'm going to the ballpark.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why some guys. When I was doing this a year ago, and you know, obviously COVID had hit and it started to warm up. Some yeah. players I was talking to, even Max Scherzer, was like, "Hey, man, I'm loving the fact that I can go hang out in the middle of summer. I've never been able to do this, you know, with his family."
1: Oh yeah, I know. It's been years, and and you miss. You have a lot of things you miss. Yeah, I mean, even um, you know, I love to go do a little skiing these days. Now get out on the slopes, something that I didn't do when I was playing because no, I, I was playing. too worried about getting hurt or whatnot. Kind of let your hair down a little bit, so to speak, and live your life a little bit more now, not have to worry so much. Yeah, um, for sure, that's
0: yeah. one thing, man. Well, a couple things on that. I as soon as I got done playing, bang, straight out out to Park City, Utah, hitting the slopes. You yeah, know, because I used to yeah. I used to go down down to the snow down to the Buddy. The parish of Smiggins as a kid. Yeah. The other thing, though, I got you know I got into doing um, stuff on TV and radio, and I found myself all of a sudden my kids are at because I didn't have kids when I was playing. My kids yeah, are at yeah. school age, and here I am, like see ya. Like for example, I drove Kennedy to school this morning. This yeah. afternoon, I won't you know won't be able to see her because I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. heading out to the out, out of the field. That's why, like you know, the off season you look for yeah. the off season. So it's just interesting, man. I, I just I get asked that all the time, and there's such a spectrum. You've got guys who. You know, financially they have to work when they get yeah. done playing. They, they made a lot of money, yeah. and they put it all in the bank and they've invested and stuff. But you do yeah. you can't just some guys just can't live off what you made. That's just the way yeah. it goes. There's a ton yeah. of guys out there. And some guys on the yeah. other end of the spectrum, they've just got all this frigging time on their hands.
1: Yeah, and I mean, just- it depends the kind of lifestyle you want to live, I guess, too. Yeah, you know what I mean I've run into a couple guys and they're like, Oh, yeah, I'm just sitting around doing nothing. And I'm like, I don't know how you're doing that. But he, he must be, you know, I don't know what no, he's doing. Insane. He's living in a in a shoebox and he's got keeps the you know, the costs down and, and and that's the life he wants to live. Then you want to, you know, maybe live a more extravagant lifestyle. Yeah, you keep yeah. the income coming in, it doesn't stop. But like you said, I think the main thing is you want to stay busy and stay productive and and do things and and um keep your mind going. And there's there's plenty of opportunities out there. And this game, I believe, is given Me plenty of opportunities other than just playing baseball amount of people you get to meet and go on into other avenues you see that a lot too
0: man (laughs) guys who you know go big when they're playing because every two weeks well only really well i don't know how it is for you when you sign your long-term deal but uh if you spread it out over 12 months but i remember you know you get that check every two weeks and it's a lot Mm -hmm. and you're like oh well you know i have all this money that i can there's a certain way I can live all of a sudden, boom, you yeah. get done playing, those. that income just stops. Some guys yep. struggle making that transition too. You can't just yeah. go out and get done with like buying, you know, dumb flashy shit all the time.
1: Yeah, you're going by your Gucci handbags and man bags.
0: <laughs> there's plenty of them floating around, let me tell you. Uh, Jesus. Those guys who get yeah. those – All those f-
1: Gucci man bags you see on eBay now, they're all the XMLB. <laughs> <clothes>. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Dude, plenty of them floating around. The guys who come up, they get a September call yeah. up and they're there for probably, two weeks. probably
1: pick one up on the cheap now. Oh, right, yeah, for <laughs> sure. What is it? Yeah, what is it that,
0: mate? Marketplace,
1: it's like, Facebook marketplace.
0: Yeah. You go from some ho dunk AAA town where you're just like wearing the same, yeah, you know, same crap every same day. pair dolly. of jeans. Yes. Yeah, same, yeah, same pair of jeans to all Shop of a sudden. At Walmart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the TV scam, the TV scam at Walmart. Did you ever do that? What's that? Well you basically you got a warm up, you get a big, big flat oh, TV, yeah,
1: yeah, and then take it back in six months or whatever. Yeah. 90, <laughs> 90 days, 90 days. <laughs> yeah, back in the early uh earlier years, yeah. You was. still
0: do that, I wonder in the mine leagues. That's what we used to do. And for those if you're wondering what we're talking about, basically, you 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 and your your 16 roommates in the two bedroom would go buy a flat screen TV for a couple whatever it was, 500 bucks whatever. You yeah. go set the thing up, watch it, you look after it, you keep the box, keep the foam in the box, the whole thing. And then uh, right on the 89th day, you've got 90 days to return at Walmart. On the 89th day, we might get sued here from Walmart. But the uh, 89th day, you, you pack uh, the thing up, you take it back, and no, yeah. no questions asked. Well, Remember I mean, the
1: things- thing is, the thing is, it's hard when you, you, you can't throw out your suitcase. You know what I mean? It's tough in our situation trying yeah. to find a yeah. lease, the whole nine. But I mean, mate, talking about finances and talking about a bit of that kind of stuff, that leads me to um another thing here I want to talk about. And that's with team payroll. Oh yeah. We've we've had a little bit of a talk about this and we've we've kind of gone over a few things here. And we got some numbers here in front of us. When you take a look at them, the number one that stands out for me, obviously the highest payroll in baseball, Los Angeles Dodgers. And they sit at they sit atop there with 267 million. When you Narrow it yep. down to the 26 man, it's 205 million.
0: Yeah, so so you, you look at that, and, and we're looking at the same website here. You're looking at 20 200, 267 million for the Dodgers. You're buried 24 million. Basically, they're paying players that don't play with them anymore, right? Yeah, being traded away or, yeah. or released. Yeah, and then you're looking at um players that they've retained. Um, yeah, players that retain. retained players um, on the injured reserve. Yeah, injured players $12, million, 12 million bucks getting paid to injured players. Fair enough, whatever. Yeah. And then you've and then you got obviously the the active players.
1: So I mean, obviously the Dodgers just year in year out, they're probably the most consistent team. Yeah, I would say. You know, what would you say in the last how many years? I mean, well- as, as far as I can think back, maybe the last five. or – yeah, when, when they notice. switched
0: ownerships, and, and and this is something that, you know, you talked about going up with the Minnesota Twins. They're a small market team. I mean, whatever that means. I mean, the owners of the Twins are multi-billionaires anyway. It's not like… Yeah, the Pollards. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, whoever they are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but, but when you look at that, the, the first of all, the Dodgers, how they've been up in the highest, like the upper echelon of payrolls, like the New York Yankees and the Red Sox and the Mets. Um, yeah. I would say they switched ownership around, what, to 2014 when um, you know, Magic Johnson rolled in, Guggenheim. Yeah. That, I do took-
1: remember that year because their payroll jumped. It went up to like $250 million overnight. Yeah. They're like, all right, here's an open checkbook. They signed a deal. I think it was like a TV deal for 30 yeah. years. That's right. And they basically said, just sign whoever you want. Let's win it all kind yeah. of mentality.
0: They have that. They have their own TV network, essentially, and basically, yeah. it's a Dodgers channel. and And this is the other thing too. Just on that, I'll be quick with this because I do want to dive into some of this stuff and the way, you know, team, how teams try and do this with the rebuild and everything else. We're going to talk about that. You know, back in Australia, here, this all the time. Oh, half the stadiums are empty. That's not where they're making their money. They're making their money yeah. from TV rights deals, the whole gamut. When it comes to yeah. what they do, that's how and the these fairy teams-
1: floss, the fairy floss sales, and the beer sales. I mean, that <laughs> yeah. helps.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: That that's might not- pay for your rookies' salary, five hundred and twenty-five grand, but the yeah, big for dogs sure. are coming from tv for sure
0: 100% and there's other, obviously other industry around the ballpark and, and and you know marketing and stuff yeah well mlb so mlb essentially owns all the... mlb basically says listen you have to give i want to say it's like around 15 to 16 of your games so like for example i work for root sports that's the that's the regional but mlb can come in and say we can take if we want to uh 15 or 16 of your games i think it is we can give them to ESPN. We can give them to Fox Sports, Fox Sports 1. We can give them to YouTube. We can yeah. give them to – used to be Facebook a couple years ago. I used to work a couple of those games. And they can mm-hmm. distribute however they want. And Root Sports yeah. is say, like, well, damn, we then lose 15 games of, of TV, advertising, and everything else. Yankees yeah. and Red Sox are going to lose 15 of their games to ESPN and, and Fox and everything else. Yeah, but you look yeah. at this, man. Some of these payrolls, it's ridiculous. You're like, oh, wow, it's just going up and up and up. But yeah. then you start looking – down the bottom here. All right. You yep. got the, <laughs> and we're talking total. This is injured players. Money's a, buried. Everything from yeah. Cleveland Indians. And this is 2021. Baltimore Orioles, Cleveland Indians, Pittsburgh Pirates. To, to the, be 40, yeah. to
1: be the Cleveland Guardians, I have to add. That's right. The Guardian. <laughs> How about,
0: yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Well, uh, I wonder if they garden any of this 48 million. So 48 million bucks yeah. as opposed to the $267 million. That's That's the spectrum we're talking about here.
1: Yeah, that's from the that's from top to bottom. Top to bottom. And it's yeah, it just I mean, I mean, you, you look at their you look at their record this year, and, and they're not too bad, the Cleveland Indians, honestly, for 48 million. It's not too bad. Right. But then we go to the it's second like hundred. Then we go up to Baltimore, the 53 million. And Baltimore's lost over hundred games. I mean, they've been nothing short of awful, really. <laughs> yeah. And you can and you can keep going up the line there. Pittsburgh, Miami, you get to Tampa at 70 to 71 million. And now you say, hang on. Well, maybe you can do it at that because, I mean, they're the best team in the American league. So there's a Seattle Mariners at 81 million. They've been very successful this year. So there are a few teams that you can exclude from here, I think, based off of, and I'm going to throw it out there with with the GM of Andrew Friedman. I mean, he he's been on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. He's been here at Tampa and had success at, at 60, 70 million. And then he's gone over to uh the Los Angeles Dodgers and he signed a five-year deal over there. And that's when they really turned it on. So he's got an open checkbook sure. over there. He actually cut some payroll back, I believe, from I haven't looked at the numbers. But he has put up team after team after team out there. And um, they've obviously been in the World Series a few times. So he's had great success. And it all comes from within, you know, from uh, leadership like that. Uh, There's other clubs here, like you said, that, you know, I think you want to dive into here as far as are we rebuilding? Are we, you know, are we throwing dollars and cents around here just to put a team together? And there's a whole lot of things that, you know, we can get into here.
0: Well, see, okay, on that. Now, you mentioned Friedman. Now, he's obviously very good at what he does, right? And I say that because you mentioned both ends, ends of the spectrum. He's had a low-budget team when you were there, 2008. He goes to a World Series. Then he goes yeah. to the Dodgers, and there's a whole nother list of challenges because you have this big payroll, and the expectations change and everything. Everyone's like, well, he's just got a bunch of money. That's all you need to win. No, it's not the fact. Yeah. There's other teams here, the New York Mets, that, cannot, that are not getting it done with this huge payroll. It's insane. You've got you know yep. some of these other teams as well, but here's the thing, man. You look at this now. If you listen to this conversation, you're sitting there thinking, "Well, the Dodgers just have 267 million, and the Baltimore Orioles have uh, 53 million dollars payroll. Uh, no wonder." Well, here's the here's the difference, and you're like, "Well, where's the competitive balance?" Yeah. This is this is my mm-hmm. issue, and this is something that the players are starting to echo all over at the MLB. It's going to be interesting this offseason. Yes. Yeah, with the
1: collective bargaining coming up, correct?
0: Exactly. <sighs> All right, these teams now, Baltimore Orioles, I'll throw the D-backs in there, the Pittsburgh Pirates, yeah. what they do, they completely slash the payroll. We all know that. They're like, oh, we're in this rebuilding. You just mentioned that. It's not cut and dry. Everyone just it tends to think that, and this is where I have the issue with, everyone tends to think that, oh, I'm just going to do what the Cubs or the Astros did a couple of years ago when, when um, Theo Epstein walked into the Chicago Cubs and basically told everyone in spring training, these current team, I'm not here for you. I'm here for the guys who are in A-ball down there because we've got a five-year plan. He called it a five-year plan. Basically, yeah, yeah. Wave, wave the white flag saying that we're not going to be competitive for the next couple of years at all. So the fans yeah. have to sit there and deal with you know 80 to 100 losses every single uh, – the next couple of years and wait it out for five years. And that's just public knowledge now. Everyone just kind of admits yeah. that. And that's yeah. kind of the economics of baseball. Now, the okay, well, that's all well and good. It's not that cut and dry, and you've seen it. The Baltimore Orioles have been in this situation for years and years. If if and we talk about you know getting people on seats at stadiums, have you ever seen yeah. an Orioles game? It's dressed like a seat night. <laughs> <laughs> it is, mate. Yeah. It's, it's who's going to go? And, who is going to go and watch that? Right? And you yeah, are seeing man. this. It is. It's sad. It's sad, mate. You are seeing this. With, I I want to say, I'm just going to look here at this payroll real quick. You're looking at this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, eight, eight. I'm just counting up the 10. A good third, if not more teams that go into this quote unquote rebuild, right? Yeah. There has to be, and you talk about, oh, well, there has to be a balance. The balance needs to be at the bottom. There has to be something put in place, which is what they're working in this off season. You cannot allow these teams. And look, I'm not, I, I don't know the economics whatsoever you yeah. can't allow these teams for their fan base and for their organization and for the health of the game and everything else to go and just say, you know what, screw this. We're just going to sell off every decent player here, trade them off. We're just mm-hmm. going to get a bunch of kids and wait and hopefully our AA players work out, our A-ball players work out. I don't want to see that, man. And if I'm a Dodgers yeah. fan and we go to play Baltimore or you know the, 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 the Tigers who are starting to pick it up or the P- Pittsburgh Pirates, I don't want to have to go watch my team play the Pirates, just play a a double-A team. I want to see a stud Pirates team play against my stud Dodgers team.
1: Well, when you say the attendance there, I I had to bring it up. I had to look it up. Baltimore is actually ranked 26th out of the 30 teams. They have an average – they're averaging 10,151 to a game. My God. Now, we all know that some of those are season ticket holders and they're not sitting in the stands, so you might see less and less – what yeah. is very appealing, what, what's eye-opening to me, and I'm here in Tampa Bay, and I've seen it year after year after year. I'm not calling anyone out. Yeah. I love you guys. I love everybody. I know we have a huge TV fan base here, like in Tampa. They they watch the games. They turn the TV on. Yeah, and they have great ratings, I believe. But 9,500. Come wow. on, guys. 9,500. We need we need to get out to the games yeah. a little bit more. And I don't know yeah. if it's if it means we've got to get the new stadium or, or or what's going to happen there, but we do need to get out to the games. I believe, I mean, I, for a team that's the best in the American league, that really shouldn't be the case. I can see Toronto here is at 8,800. Now, a lot of that is because that's of COVID. Buffalo. So yeah. That's, that's not really Oakland, where I've played at eighty seven hundred.
0: Well, they, they got a whole. I just learned all about. I spoke to one of their PR people last
1: last week. They Miami's at the last place, Miami, Florida. So
0: speaking of Miami, you go back to two thousand twelve. I don't know if you remember, they had a gun team. They they did the whole strip down, and then they had the yeah. one year where they're just going for it. They actually did that a couple of times. Late nineties, they did that. They've done um, well, well at it. Well, yeah, but but the, yeah, but here is the thing, man. Like two thousand twelve, they had a brand new stadium right yeah and they had um and they all of a sudden just brought in you know, they paid a bunch of money for everyone for this new stadium the whole thing and the place was packed for a year and yep. they struggled um like you know Jose Reyes was there um a, I mean a bunch of guys you know the list Yeah of, that's there, right there yep. a huge list of list of players and they they didn't do well what did they do yeah. everyone's gone the, yeah that's it two
1: years later or the year later they're gone
0: and since then, they have not been competitive. Competitive since then, and you, and you look—they've yeah. got a brand new stadium now. Tampa's in a little bit different situation. They got—they got, yeah, got you know, that's that, that Tropicana kind of field. No offense, but you know, they can clean it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I, it's one of these things—you build that new stadium. Texas Rangers just had that. Now they got bit by the whole COVID thing, but Texas—the yeah. Texas Rangers are in that now. They've stripped it down. Nothing going on. They got a brand new stadium. The team's mm-hmm. terrible. Going to lose a boatload of games this year, or well, they did lose a boatload
1: of games this year. I just think yeah. there has to be something. I want to, to see where now. they sit, actually. They're
0: they're Texas. On not- are
1: actually uh, the the fourth highest attendance with the new stadium, twenty six thousand a game, averaging.
0: But look at that! But this is my point, man. They have got a brand new stadium, and their team's terrible. Who wants to watch that?
1: And they got twenty six thousand out there to a game, right? And they're yeah. not, but they're not winning. But they still got it's a, a new stadium, so I think that's maybe just the you know. Obviously yeah. the, the appeal of the new stadium is obviously bring people out there. So
0: put a good team on the field. Like seriously. Now go yeah. back, go back to now Oakland, and you mentioned the Oakland days earlier. They got a whole other list of issues going on outside of baseball with that stadium and the ownership and season ticket holders and stuff. We can talk about that. I learned some stuff last week. I was my mind was blown. But yeah. um but going back to that, there has to be something, <clears throat> it's not about a, a salary cap. Right. I think it's a salary bottom. Each team should have to is forced to spend X amount of dollars. There has yeah. to be something against this. Oh, yeah. we didn't do well this year. We're just going to tear it all down, do a $50 million payroll. And guess what, fans, you're going to sit through this shit for, for three years of a hundred game losses. Maybe yeah. we might be good after that.
1: Yeah. And then uh, I mean that's that's something that's coming up in the collective bargain agreement. I think we've both seen that. That they're asking teams to to spend a minimum of 100 million, I believe, is what they're trying to get. Yeah. Uh, So it's going to be interesting to say, you know, which way this goes. And I mean, I I do see a team like Tampa was going to have a big fight against it because they're going to say we we win at 70 million. Other teams right are going right to say, yeah, you guys should spend 100 million. So it's definitely going to be a there's going to be a hard fought fight over this. I don't know how it's going to go. But I mean, looking here, you look at it so if we said a hundred million and they brought this into effect, at the moment, there's 18 teams over hundred million. Right. The Milwaukee Brewers are just under a hundred million. So and, and that includes
0: 18, and that includes buried money and injured players everything. The whole yeah.
1: nine, yep. yeah. The whole nine. Yep. So you've only got at the moment 18 teams. The Colorado Rockies are at one fourteen three oh nine. So the other, the other 12 teams, we could sit here and say, it's not acceptable, I suppose. Or maybe yeah. you could say Texas and, and Milwaukee are on the peak there, but from Oakland down, you'd say it's not acceptable. It's not enough. They're asking what they're saying is we want you to spend a hundred million each year. Right. So It's definitely going to be interesting. And, um, but you know, we'd like to see, like you said, you, you want to see the games competitive. You don't want to see, you know, someone going out there. Like look at Tampa this year. I know it's, their payroll's lower, a little bit higher than uh, Baltimore, but I mean, I think I think they went out and played 16 games against each other, or maybe 19 games against each other, and 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 was like 18 and one. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's insane. Yeah. So what's the differences there? It's not the payroll there, but it's the there's something going on within the front office that yeah. someone needs to be doing. You know, to yeah, make and
0: I think too. And, you know, I've, I've, I've experienced this last couple of years with the Mariners too. They they do the whole – they've done gone through the whole rebuild last couple of years uh, and they're having success. They're having success. Yeah. A lot of this comes down to it's not as cut and dry as bringing all these – getting all these first-round draft picks because if you don't know this, by the way, the the worst record gets the first pick overall, the second worst record gets the second pick overall, and so on and so forth. That's that competitive balance, right? Yeah. But so all these teams, they try and load up on these draft picks, the higher picks, um, and they're scouting and player development. That's a big part of it. Now, Tampa Bay, obviously, from that foundation level, that minor league level two, they obviously do really good things uh, from a player development standpoint. I've yep. been in the minor leagues, Grant. So have you. I've seen good player development and I've seen terrible player development. I was with the Boston yeah. Red Sox. I was in the minor leagues with the Boston Red Sox. Blown away how good, how good they are player development wise, man. You go into that yeah, organization, yeah. and I've played in the big leagues at this point for, for, you know, before I got there. So it wasn't like I was some 20 year old. You go into their system. There is a respect level for the front office. There's a respect level for what they're trying to do and and how their philosophies and everything like that. They're all on the yeah. same page. There's communication, and they draft really, really well. The Yankees, yeah. same thing. Yankees are a big payroll team. They draft really well. I think
1: well. the scouting comes into that too, right? You got big to have time. the scouting was part yeah. of that development too. You know, like you can't just have a bunch in. of
0: drongos out there picking players. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, exactly.
1: <laughs> all Man, I got my. Was, I got my spot on. That was got, spot on.
0: Yeah, so I think I think that's a big part of it too man. And and obviously when you look at these teams and and some of the things that I'm 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 going to be um I can't wait to see what kind of ideas they come up with here because I cannot watch I cannot watch half of baseball tanking sucking with a double A team. And if I'm yeah. a fan of another team, going to play that team sucks. I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch it. I want to watch superstars play against and- superstars. I just I'm, – I'm curious to see what these you know, these, these, smart dudes come up with. And you've got to have that balance of ex-players and people being around the game besides these economists and everything else to come up with the situation to stop this tank for two, three years, come out yeah. – and then go all
1: in for a year.
0: Like, look at the San Diego Padres. This is what I don't want to see from the Padres. Now, I love the fact that they did all these. I was about
1: to bring them up myself because I've seen them go back and forward. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Spend a lot of money, get rid of it, come back, spend a lot of money again, Yeah, and really not have the success that they should be having.
0: Yeah, that's a great example. Baseball is alive and well in San Diego. Place is getting packed down there. They're loving it. Fernando Tatis, the whole thing. Yeah. And they've they've gone all in this year. Now they didn't do well, didn't work out. They they're coming in third place, they came in third place. Um with the arguably
1: against uh you know two of the top teams in the game, too, right. The Dodgers and San Francisco, but they should be up there with them.
0: Yeah. So what do they do now? Are they just gonna sell off their team and stuff like that? If I'm a Padres fan, I just sit through a couple years of just nothing, get all excited for this year. Doesn't quite work out, you build off that. I, that's what my point, as opposed to yeah. these teams sucking this year and then all of a sudden half the team's gone blake Snell goes on to somewhere else hugh darvish goes off and you just dismantle it and you're sitting there going well what the hell like what am yeah. i doing that's where major league baseball as a whole is in trouble yeah. if they continue to allow that to happen
1: you know yeah. so yeah and i mean you've got all these all these fans too you gotta you gotta think about the fans you know they're, they're throwing all these jerseys out there one one minute you darvish and like you said, Blake Snell's got a Padres jersey and then, you know, the next thing you know, he's wearing a Cubs jersey. And it's like, well, you know, how many how many teams have you been to or how many games have you been to where you see, you know, old jerseys and the guy's only there for five yeah. minutes? You know what I mean? he's still cool. wearing that jersey. You can't expect the fan to turn around and spend another two hundred bucks on a jersey. I, I mean you like to think so, but
0: 100 percent agree. you
1: gotta you gotta hold on to some of these guys and hopefully they do.
0: And we come from and that's the other thing too. You went up to and that's what I was talking about with the twins, man. You got Joe Mao, Just Mono, basically spend their whole career there. But I love it when a guy plays the whole, the whole career with a team. It's super rare in baseball. I get that. Yeah. But you know, we come from Australia where basically you play for a, you know, play footy for a team. You pr- pretty much with them your whole career. That's just kind of the way yeah. it goes.
1: Yeah, most of the blokes it seem to be. You turn seem to be, you know, yeah. They're not changing that much just recently that I feel like there's been a little bit more where they start to trade a little bit more and do that kind of stuff. But up before that, yeah, paramount Parramatta reels, mate, you could pretty much name the the starting 13 for, for 10 straight years, you know? Exactly. And that,
0: that, exactly. And that, that, you know, to, to the next point, the trade deadline was insane this year. It was so, there was nothing in the middle. There was a little bit of middle, but it was all, it was all in. I've got 10, 10 teams that are going all in. And the rest of them are just like it. Get whatever I got, take it because I'm just going to strip it down. We're going into a rebuild. We didn't. Yeah. We, we, we're not making the playoffs this year, so let's just rebuild. There's no middle ground. There's no. Oh, hey, we're pretty good this year. Let's try and build for next year.
1: Yeah. You know. Well, the um, thing is, there there should be more of that. There should be some more middle ground to me because now we've got the wild card and we're giving more opportunity for teams to get into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah.
1: Obviously, there's that extra fifth spot there. Yeah. You know, teams getting in. And you see, you know, obviously. You know, shout out to all the Seattle uh, Mariners fans up there. Yeah. They're hanging on. Yeah. They've still got a chance to get in. They're very yeah. close. You know, at least um, you know, at least they've got an opportunity. I, lo- I love the fact that they do do that nowadays, yeah. and they, they give that opportunity to teams and clubs. And so they should be spending, they should be going in a little more than they are, you know, to be more competitive, That's- knowing that there's more more opportunity there for the playoffs.
0: That's, that's another thing too. No one wants to change the playoffs, but when you start adding teams, I don't want to just give teams who have losing records, a chance to play in the playoffs, but if you do add maybe one more team in there or do something like that incentivize you to say, Hey, we can be competitive enough where we don't have to strip it down because it's freaking hard to win this division. All right. Okay. Moving on. I want to keep this keep this rolling, and that's a, that's a conversation for another time. What they should do with the playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. But who cares? The playoffs have just started right now. I'm excited, super excited. Yep. But it is time for that's Grouse, the Australian segment. Now, last week we did it a, a he's, he's got his bang. The bang is up there. You're doubling up on the on the flavor. What you, that's the tropical orange or something? What is that
1: uh, this is Florida the, uh, orange or something? Star the star blast, mate. Oh, the star blast. All right, goes that's down like. Goes down like, uh, oh mate, it's beautiful. Goes down like bloody razor blades by the looks of it.
0: <laughs> 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 All right, nice little segue into the Aussie segment. Now, last week we did a movie review. We Got a lot of, uh, uh, apparently I butchered some of the lines. Whatever. All right. Uh, uh, apparently a lot. Mate, of they're strange... calling you a drongo
1: back home. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I was exactly. I was getting called a drongo. But listen, to these two drongos. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna play uh, travel agent here, right? We're gonna work at Flight yeah. Center, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Someone walks in now this is for the americans and this is this is for the aussies who by the way the reason we're doing this the reason we're playing travel agent here is because the borders apparently apparently i don't know maybe by chrissy maybe santa can get into a speak to the
1: prime minister back in australia did you yeah
0: scomo mate me and scomo got on the blower, had a bit of a chat i said mate let let us in mate let let
1: us in (laughs) it's been a while
0: yeah, let, let, I'll say I'll, st- I'll go to a hotel for about a week and then I'm good to go. I'll have a a, yeah. a, a um spicy cough test and I'll be good to go, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, who knows what's going to happen? But they're talking about open the borders up. Now, this is what I want to do, Grant. I want, you've got, and I get asked this all the time by these bloody yeah. Americans over here like, oh, I want to go to Australia. Yeah. Let's play travel agent. What are you doing, man? You, you've got two weeks, right? You've got American rolling in, flying in from LAX on that long-haul flight yeah. on Qantas 747, on the Dugong, that's the Airbus, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're flying yeah. in row 37, w- window Oof, seat. Tough seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a tough one. Watch a couple of movies on the plane. Well, yeah. if you can
1: get off your wallet and grab yourself a business class seat, you are be doing yourself a favor. If not, you're going to sit in uh, cattle class.
0: No, I'm not. Then, no, it's
1: gonna a lot, it's gonna a long trip. It um, gives me a whole holiday, mate.
0: Ten grand for a day class seat You're kidding, not you? Maybe you, because yeah, you you know, because you it's
1: gonna cost you a a packet, mate. It's gonna cost yeah. you an absolute packet.
0: Because you're a big you're a big American sports star, mate. You can do that. The rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you get on the plane, you got two weeks. W- w- you're flying into Sydney. What do you got, man? What w- what are some recommendations here?
1: Oh mate, I guess I uh, got two weeks. Well, I've flown right in from, from uh, America and just knowing Australia, just so everybody gets an idea. Australia is roughly the same size as America. So you want to fly across country, it'll take you five and a half, six hours to fly across country, just like it would here in the States. So last thing you want to do, fly into Sydney airport and then jump on another plane for another five and a half hours. Exactly. So We're going to forget the West Coast. Sorry, Perth. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's just too far. There's some beautiful areas over there, but I've only got two weeks. If you told me out a month, I'd come over there and visit Perth and, um, I wouldn't, or the south side. Well, you know, anyway, I could
0: care less, I could care less, mate, about
1: Perth. I'll fly right in there, the mascot airport, fly right over the harbor bridge. You look like you're going to land in the water, and boom, you're on the runway and you're off and going. going. (laughs) I booked myself into a hotel, uh, somewhere downtown in the city there. Uh, check out the go For a little bit of a bridge climb, loosen up, <laughs> yeah. Probably hit. Uh, there's, there's another little thing you can do at Center Point Tower there where you can walk out on the glass thing, get a great view. You can uh get in there to Circular Quay, mate, and take the ferry out past uh Taronga Zoo out to Mealy, right. hit yeah. the beaches. I will say, um, I
0: will say, Taronga Zoo. I know if you if, you're, yeah. if your kids have been, Taronga Zoo is pretty epic, man. When you're talking about zoos, it oh, is, mate, uh, I
1: took the kids a couple of years back. Yeah. Met my auntie down there. They had the the big um light show there. Right, oh, it's unreal. Yeah, it's, it's, it's there's nothing better. It's right on the water there. I mean, it's beautiful. It's all right, so, so
0: you see, getting the ferry over to Manly, you got to get out of Sydney though, yeah. man. I mean, you got two um, weeks. Yeah,
1: no, I mean, I you know, I'll try to catch. Obviously, spend a bit of time around the city, whatever. Yeah. Might get out into the burbs, meet, you know catch up with a few friends or whatever. I'll be there in Sydney for a few days. Probably spend three or four days there, just get you know adjusted, acclimated. Yeah, you know, sorry, all you Melbourneites, but uh, I'm gonna head up, head up the coast, up the Sunshine Coast, mate. <laughs> Jump on a plane, about an give hour, give Melbourne the flick up to uh, up the Brizzy, up the Gold Coast, and from there, I'm gonna spend a few days on the beach and probably head no- even further north, mate. Probably hit the Whitsundays up there, Daintree Rainforest, uh, the Great Barrier Reef. I mean, you talk about, you know, paradise, mate. May you ask skipping- about the Whitsundays.
0: You are skipping a huge tourist attraction. We have spoken in depth about the big banana, mate. You're not, not oh, driving yeah. past the big banana or what? You're flying, you're getting straight on the on the plane, on the bird? Off you I'll go. Yeah,
1: you know, I'm going to spend some time. I'll spend some time in the cities there, um, no doubt. Straight but, on but, Scoot um, Airways yeah, or whatever it's called. If i got the kiddies with me, I'll hit the big banana. If I don't, I'll skip it. <laughs> but I'll uh, probably two weeks. I'll probably just hit, um, I'm thinking hit Sydney, all the way up to Queensland there. And then uh, probably come back and spend, uh, you know, a little bit of time on the uh, on the Central Coast, mate. Up in uh, up in New South Wales, Might have right a little visit to Newcastle. There we go. <laughs> there uh, we're talking. Ryan I was for it. Newcastle. Sorry, Saturday, mom so you get mum in Central Coast there on the beaches. Here we go uh, mate. The Aussie, yeah, the Aussie beaches. There's nothing better, right? They're oh, awesome, d- mate. mate they're the best better, beaches uh. in the world. I don't no. care where you live, who you are. The, we got the best beaches in Australia and um, 100%. prove me wrong if if, if, if you think i am but uh mate they're, they're unbelievable yeah you live
0: down in florida i live i lived in
1: la for a while nothing i'm sorry man nothing comes close not
0: even close yeah.
1: you talk about the surf the, oh, yeah. the sand the the landscape it's unbelievable
0: all right now speaking of that this is what i'm doing i'm very specific when i give these details now i'm not i'm all not right. going to sit here and go hey you just spend your whole two weeks in newey sitting there hanging out at the Jolly Roger. Right? Or, pub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Great Northern or Fanny's. I'm, I'm pretty sure they still have Fannies there. Fanny's is a little nightclub, my old stomping ground. Anyway, that's the story for another time. But this is what I'm doing. Flying into Sydney. It's a couple of days obviously hitting circular key all, all over the all over the shop. You know, yeah. Get get the botanical gardens probably check out bondi beach you know whatever i'm not a, not a huge yeah. fan of bondi beach there's way better yeah. beaches i would probably spend a day out in the northern beaches uh, yep. shout out to out on the northern beaches palm beach where they film home and away <laughs> <Arabine. laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so I'm maybe get but i am renting a car this is why you drive there up you the east coast mate drop in at Nui for a day right coming out with yeah. me for a day i'll i'll show you i'll show you around australia's best kept secret and then i'm driving up I'm going straight yeah. past the Big banana. Sorry. Unless, if i got the kids here, yeah. yeah, fair enough. Coffs Harbour gets a little bit of love. But I am yeah. going to Byron Bay 100%. Oh,
1: yeah. Byron's a great spot, actually. Yeah. Now, it is a little
0: overran by, like, a ton of tourists and stuff. When I was a kid. A couple of up, Drongos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, another yeah, a bunch of drongos. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of um, a lot of yuppies. As you, you say, yeah, yuppie yeah. in the states, yeah. A lot, a lot yeah. of hippies slash yuppies. It's kind of like that boutiquey, you know. Yeah, I believe
1: Marnie. I believe Marnie used to live up that way.
0: Oh yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. She got a she got a bed and breakfast. You can stay at. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but Byron Bay. I would drive up the up the coast. I'd probably stop. You know, stop off at. A couple a surfing beaches. spot for everyone that doesn't know it. Oh yeah, for sure. It's unreal. Yeah, you know, whatever tickles your fancy, mate. It's got to be everything for everyone. Then yeah. so. <laughs> I'm driving. I'm driving up to the Gold Coast, but I am hitting up. I am hitting the Great Barrier Reef. I will say, whether you, yeah. I'll get my diving certification, right? Yeah. Open water. Are you, are you? Do you have your diving certification?
1: Uh no. I've done a couple of dives, but I don't have the certification. That only lasts a couple of years or something. So, mate, I got I'd mine. Have don't have you have to redo about. it. I, uh,
0: mate, I've got to say, I went up. Diving up off the reef, it was unreal. But um, yeah. but uh, no, so basically I am renting a car. I'm hitting a bunch of spots up and down the East Coast. Now, if you listen to this and you are from Australia, you do have that sneaky little spot that we're missing. Fill us in and we'll throw it on. We'll throw it on the list of our, of our travel agency. Yeah, I'd love to hear about it. Oh, for
1: sure.
0: I'm, I am might even go check we out- We got one of the oldest rainforests
1: up there too, the Daintree rainforest. which is Yeah, beautiful. that's right, mate. Right there by the Great Barrier Reef. It's on one side of the road and the other side of the road's a great barrier reef, mate. You see waterfalls coming down on one side, the roof on the other. So it's gorgeous. Just don't go swimming. Yeah, you know, everyone's like, oh,
0: everything in Australia can kill you. I will say this, mate. If you go up to that northern Queensland, yeah, be careful you're walking around that water's edge, mate. Yeah, you got the sharks and the crocs. And They're the crocs. Yeah, on one side you got can the crocs, end. Yeah. The other side you got the um the, uh,
1: Saltwater crockies.
0: They'll just they'll they'll just come up and just rip you straight off the bloody shore, rip you mate.
1: Shreds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you can go visit the Big Bogan if you do want to go inland, out in the. Uh, you only call it the Outback, the, the Big Aussie oh, Bogan. Yeah, yeah he's and in Dubbo uh,
1: Zoo, mate. Go and hit Dubbo Zoo. There you go. Drive through Dubbo Zoo. You can get you the go. car and you can drive around. Tigers that's a, that's come a, right up to the windows. That's a that's a detour. That's, that's a for big sure. attraction.
0: I'm I'm st- I'm just staying on the cut. Co- you got two weeks, mate. I'm just staying. On well, I guess you coast.
1: got. Yeah, I'll probably stay on the case. I guess you, you we the other thing we're thinking of is that the old Blue Mountains, mate, up there. Yeah. Yeah. Three right. sisters and the and the whole nine, if you can get inland a little bit. Great. Wentworth, Lawson and Henry Wentworth and Lawson, mate. The, You're right. You are that's Blackson, right. Wentworth and Lawson, the the uh all through the uh the Blue it's Mountains. Here, there. Mate. Yeah, yeah. Hey,
0: be careful. We get I'm no here. drongo.
1: Yeah, that's right, Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, we get critiqued here on our on our Aussie history, so be careful what you say. And then you got the twelve apostles. Down in Melbourne. We're not going no, to, to Melbourne, down though. Down in South Australia. Hey, you know what? You know what I might be doing? If we are going to head south, right, yeah. I might even hit up the gong, mate. Wollongong.
1: Oh, down the gong, yeah. <laughs> the gong. If, I'm not joking.
0: If, it is it, it is a good spot. It's dead a set. sneaky spot. <laughs> dead set, yeah.
1: <laughs> if you do get a chance to go to, over to South Australia, there is one spot over there where they've got the breeding grounds for the great whites, and you can uh, throw yourself in a – in a cage and and go down there and watch the feeding of the great whites. Have you but, done that? Um, I've cage never shot? done it, but that would be sense. That would be sensational. That would be I, if I could I don't know. You'd have to bring yourself uh, to be able to do it, but uh, there's yeah. some big ones down there, twenty footers and the likes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've spent little time in South Australia, but no, there, yeah. I mean obviously there's so many spots. I guarantee you, people are going to be like, oh, you forgot about this, forgot about that. And I, I did give the generic Byron Bay. You got to remember. That everyone's like, oh, Byron Bay, yeah, whatever. It's it's overrun by a buddy, yuppies, and whatever else. But around the surrounding area, my son's actually named after Lennox Head, which is just south of Byron Bay. I, oh. me personally, would be going to Lennox Head. That's one of my yeah, favorite yeah. childhood spots to go yeah. when I was a kid on, on, um, on holiday, trips up, up to Lennox Head. When but, you went on um, holiday.
1: I like got holidays, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. During the um, school term's
1: finished. You used to get two weeks off at Easter.
0: But yeah, yeah. What's an Easter? It was the one in the middle. It's kind of cold, so head up the coast, go surfing, take the steamer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. So Lennox is just south of Byron Bay, but I'm just giving the old generic, you know, yeah, Byron Bay. So, hey,
1: uh, yeah, just to- talking about all these spots and everything like that. I did. uh I know you like to give shout outs on the show, and yeah. I know we're we're close to wrapping it up here. So I, I did want to give a shout out. A shout out to. Uh, Michael Lovell, bloke from uh, Pine Hills up in Queensland there. He's got yeah. uh, the little athletics team starting their uh, games. So I'm not sure if he's listening. Hopefully he'll catch on here. But he did hit me up on Cameo, send him a video. Nice. Maybe he'll get a chance to um, hear us on here on the podcast.
0: Hey, that reminds me too. If you do want a personal shout out from Grant or myself, I'm on Cameo as well. But yeah. um, if you go to cameo.com, you can basically go on there. It costs you? I don't, I don't, what are you charging these days? Uh,
1: I'm an leg. LA.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can jump uh, on. Cameo. I think I'm,
1: i think I'm at forty nine bucks, mate. Kept yeah. it under fifty. That's steep. I think yeah. I,
0: I, I'm cheaper than you, but uh, yeah, well, just, I, I'm, I'm undercutting you. <laughs> I'm, I'm undercutting you, but no. If if you go on, we'll give you a shit. We'll if if you want us to say something funny in a, you know, Aussie accent or give a birthday or a, yeah. or a Get well wishes or whatever—they are fun. I do enjoy doing. Actually, I'm going to do a cameo after this. I got one. I got yeah, one. Get on, my... on
1: there and do it, mate. Get yeah. your response time quicker.
0: <laughs> it is fun. It <laughs> is fun, mate. The old cameos. It's, it is. It's um yeah. I need, I need to get some for for birthdays, man. It's a good way to, to give a shout out to uh to to people for birthdays and whatnot. So. Yeah, yep. yeah. If you do want to go on, I'll 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 drop a link too. Um, I'll put the link on the um on the link on social. You can get Grant to give you a nice little shout out. Grant Balfour, the one and only MLB All Star, world pitching a World Series. Grant Balfour Olympian. There you go. There's a wrap for you, mate.
1: Mate, you're uh, you're right there. Your credentials are right there with mine. Nice uh, silver medalist, mate. I never did get the get the medal. You're wearing yeah, that silver medal from the Olympics, which is a yeah. uh, great honor, mate.
0: Yeah, so you can get Grant, if you just want a Drongo like me for cheaper, I am cheaper. <laughs>
1: awesome.
0: Uh, all right, Grant, I'll let you go, mate. I know you got a big eye right, uh, ahead of you. Enjoy yeah. the playoffs, mate. I'll be, we'll be watching along. We'll be talking yeah, about it right here, right here on the top set. It's been fun. All right, mate. See ya. See you, Jenkins.